Happy Friday, everyone. Glad to be back in the saddle and chatting dairy markets with Lucas this week. Can someone please tell the USDA to refrain from releasing two reports at the same time on the same day? It was one heck of a Tuesday this week and on quite shocking figures. We were finally hit with some bullish data, but just how accurate can it be? Lucas, you did a great job getting both these reports analyzed and out to our customers. Let's go over what we were questioning about that milk production report first. Thanks, Alyssa. Glad to have you back and glad you had a little time off last week. That Tuesday double whammy from USDA was interesting on its surface, but then once we started pouring into the data, it became even more complicated to analyze all these numbers. On milk production, USDA claimed that U.S. output was up 1.6% versus prior year. This was well below high ground expectations of growth closer to a 3% number, similar to what we had seen in November and December. Digging into that data, there was some interesting reporting from the state of California. The December production estimate was revised lower from what was originally a 3.2% increase all the way down to a 0.5% decline, a loss of 77 million pounds of milk versus the first estimate that came last month. And then furthermore, into January, USDA claimed that California was down 0.7%. This was just totally opposite of everything that High Ground has been seeing and hearing and reporting on from the region. All of our contacts from dairy farmers to processors and co-ops, all uh, saying that milk is strong and well above prior year levels and multiple contacts questioning the data soon after the report was released. I think if California was up, like we believe, that certainly means that U.S. production was a little bit stronger than 1.6% in the month. So certainly some data issues, I think, here that we are digging into. We could see some revisions next month. It certainly uh, remains to be seen how this will all play out. I do think that uh, shifting to the Midwest, though, I think numbers were fairly accurate from that region. Extremely strong output from states like Wisconsin and Minnesota, Michigan and Indiana. It was the strongest monthly output ever in the state of Michigan. And uh, milk certainly abundant in the region and will only grow as we creep closer to the spring flush and the yearly peak. Fascinating. You know, that being said, the bullish figure we do believe was on cold storage. That cheese number was also surprising, yet poor butter still looking quite bearish in our eyes, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, the cheese number uh, also, of course, with this cold storage report on Tuesday, American cheese stocks at the end of January, just slightly lower versus prior month. That comes after uh, December stocks grew at more than 10 times the five-year average. So, What was strong growth in December crashed to a halt into January. I think with production likely very strong, we'll get those numbers next week. I think that means that demand was quite decent into January, certainly retail sales data that we've seen for the month reflecting that narrative. Kind of a good sign there for the cheese market that will at least limit further declines in the near term. I think butter though, yeah, you said it, Alyssa, the story is much of the same stocks up 20% in January versus December, which isn't surprising, of course, as it's that time of year when inventories are growing sharply. But I think 
concerning is the total volume in storage, already up to 328 million pounds of butter in warehouses at the end of January, and that will only grow in the coming months. We could hit 450 million pounds of product in warehouses probably by Q2, which will certainly weigh on prices throughout the rest of the year. Thank you for that. Moving on to international markets, New Zealand released their January trade data overnight, and really that just reiterated what we've been observing on recent global dairy trade events. Chinese demand is insatiable for whole milk powder, outbidding other key regions throughout the Middle East and Asia. Demand from China was also really strong in the form of fluid milk as well as cheese. And then again, not very surprising as we saw China outbid other countries on GDT for skim milk powder. That was also reflected in New Zealand's January export data as volumes to China grew and losses were recorded to Southeast Asia, the Middle East, and North Africa. Heading into these March global dairy trade events, NZX futures traders are pricing in a drop on skim milk powder around 1%, but given all the shipping constraints that exist throughout the Northern Hemisphere, prices will likely move sideways in our opinion. Whole milk powder futures are indicating another jump higher, and given the market conditions are relatively unchanged from where they were two weeks ago, this could very well be the eighth consecutive bullish auction, just more subdued than the last event, of course. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We look forward to catching up next week. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.